Hi, uh, welcome to Totally Underqualified. Where we talk about various topics of adulthood and how totally underqualified we are to do them. Hey, welcome to episode... Seven! To live in the Netherlands. Uh, no. Oh. No. Oh, no. Oh, seven oh. Seven is shit. to live in Holland. <laughs> to live in Holland, you're right. Okay. Bob, oh, straight out of the park. You know, we we talked about this. We did. Before. We had a discussion about this. It's, yeah, last week's episode. Last Oops. week we were underqualified to hold a conversation. This week we're underqualified to introduce our episode. Yep. Uh, maybe it's because I'm feeling a little bit qualified because I'm into the next round of my job application. So. I mean, you're getting cocky, man. You need to calm oh. yourself down. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so live in Holland. This week we have some guests on we our do. episode, uh, George and David. Who... We interviewed separately. I think it's good to point out we interviewed them separately because our schedules have just not been lining up lately. And you had a conversation with David, I had a conversation with George, but I'm curious. Our episode is all about Holland mm -hmm. and living here, because we do all live here. But I think coming from a person that feels comfortable in Dutch land, shall I say it that <laughs> way, um, we need to just let our viewers know what the difference is between the Netherlands and Holland. Uh, the Netherlands is a country that includes some islands in the middle of the uh, Atlantic Ocean, Caribbean. Um, and then it's the other, the other part of it is a little country in Northwest Europe. There's two provinces in that little country called North and South Holland. So it's kind of like calling, if you call the Netherlands Holland, it's kind of like akin to calling the US Dakota. When you are in Holland or in the Netherlands, it's important to point out when you speak English... You have to get into the habit of saying the Netherlands. Yeah. Either way. I mean, I can't really blame anyone for calling it Holland because our tourist information website for the longest it's time Holland, was Holland, Holland. Yeah. or <laughs> Holland.nl or whatever. So we were, we just kind of, so basically every all of us have now lived in Holland for up, I think, minimum five years. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I am from here, but I didn't grow up here. And none of us grew up here, well, sort of grew up here, but also didn't. And we're all foreign in a way. Yeah, we're all far enough away from from the Dutchness of the Netherlands that it gives us an opportunity to look at it from an outsider perspective, I guess. Exactly. And that's kind of what we wanted to explore. And also what it's like to get, you know, to arrive in Holland uh, in maybe your 20s, but also when it, what it was like for like you guys when you arrived here. So, yeah, that's that's kind of what this episode is about. Yeah. So we hope you enjoy it. Yeah, and you know, especially if, if you, someone's listening who's like, oh, I might want to go study in Holland next year or go work in Holland next year, you know, this episode's a little bit for you as well to give you a bit of an insider view of what it's like to be sort of expat living in Holland. Yeah, I think there are a lot of misconceptions about the Netherlands. And if you haven't been here and you haven't experienced it, and when I say you haven't been here, if you've been anywhere other than Amsterdam, Okay, going to Amsterdam for a week does not make you qualified to know what it's like to live in Holland yeah. or the Netherlands. And there is so much more that the country has to offer. Mm -hmm. um, and there's so many different things that you pick up, but you only pick them up if you've been here for a little while. So it's important to realize that actually some of the things that we're talking about, you 
it's kind of like a rite of passage that everybody that's not Dutch goes through. I think the I think if, living here. the only way you can know if you fully uh, accl acc acclimated to the Netherlands is if you end up at a birthday party sitting in a circle eating cheese blocks. That is the circle of doom. Yeah. If you if you end up in that circle, you have earned a Dutch passport. Yeah, it's like being accepted into the cult. Exactly. <laughs> so without further ado, I think we're just going to get started with these interviews. Yeah, Unless let's had, kick it off. Because we wanted to keep this short. <laughs> we're going to keep this bit short and we'll come back later to briefly discuss any additional bits and pieces. Welcome back, guys, to part two of Totally Underqualified to Live in Holland. We mentioned in the beginning that we were going to get some guests on. And our first guest of the episode is our wonderful friend, George, a.k.a. at Cammon Noodles. Hi, George. Hi. How are you doing? It's a pleasure. I'm so glad you're here. It took yes. us long enough to get you on. <laughs> yeah, no, to be honest, like... Ever since I started listening to it, I was just crossing my fingers. Like, oh, are they going to invite me on sort of thing? Because, you know, I'm, I'm sort of like a, a shorter, fatter version of Bob. So <laughs> I think you're selling yourself <laughs> short there. Well, well uh, you know, better than overselling myself. This is your podcast section. So why did you come to Holland? Can you remember when? And actually, how long have you been here? Gee, as well. So the short answer is I, uh, well, my family moved to the Netherlands when I was poor, very young, I'm going to say about two. And um, it was supposed to be for a year, as I'm sure almost every family who uh, moves to this country will tell you is supposed to be, you know, most people here on the longest year ever. And uh, we've been here ever since. I, I did move away to go and study, but I've, I've actually come back. So I've actually also had the interesting experience of readjusting to the Netherlands after having lived away from uh, for a while. So, yeah. As a third culture kid, has it always been the UK versus Holland or have you actually been somewhere else as well? No, for me, I, I'm, I'm very similar to you in the fact that it's been more or less a, you know, like my, my family really never really intended to leave the UK. In general, it's mostly just been a clash between those two countries and then obviously feeling like a sort of, I think, like Bob said something about in the last uh, time you guys sort of discussed this, where you're more or less, you know, in, in the Netherlands, you're a Brit and in the UK, you're, you're Dutch. So you, you yeah. never really, you're, you're just in between and, and you've got this weird view on the world, which is sort of semi-British, semi-Dutch. I'm just wondering, because you've been here for that long, is there anything that, you know, about Holland or the Dutch that you kind of find a bit weird or alien to you? Oh, I, I mean, I could go on about this for a long, long time. I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm sure I, I know for a fact that the Dutch find everything the British do is completely bizarre because <laughs> my, my partner is Dutch. Uh, but yeah, I, um, I think one of the things that I'm, I really noticed this more when I left and came back was the directness. I never, ever, you know, I never thought it was that bad until I left. And then I came back and I actually, I think, what was it? Somebody told me once, somebody went, oh, you're a lot fatter than I expected. And I was like, 
okay, like where the hell did that come from? And I just thought that that's a bit unwarranted. But then I sort of went, oh, they didn't really mean it in like a nasty way, but. <laughs> no, they don't. This is the point. I love this about the Dutch and yeah. simultaneously hate it. It's very refreshing if you can embrace it. I, I do generally think, and as well, like another thing as well, like I think British, in, in the same sense of British people are, are the sort of worst people because we will, you know, like our entire language is almost um, filled with these minefield, this minefield of like insults and back jabs and like, yeah, people not saying what they mean and like, you're constantly having to clarify what you what you're actually saying without saying it the concept of an empty gesture for example is uh, lost on the dutch completely i've been in many awkward a situation when i've said something like oh yeah you know i'll, I'll totally come to you know your your party or your event and and then the, you know you don't really don't really mean you're going and then about two days later like what why didn't you come <laughs> yeah and they're not afraid to call you out on it either which i love I mean, I don't know. I think the problem is I've had this all this uh, this British sense of like feeling like you need to apologise for everything like drilled into me. So I mean, I even had a situation like the other day when I think I I was talking Dutch to my girlfriend and I think I said something along the lines of oh, I'm I'm sorry and and my girlfriend no in Dutch we don't say I'm sorry unless you're directly the one to blame and I was like oh, okay <laughs> you don't apologise for anything unless it's actually your fault. When I was a kid, like pre-moving back, I think the circles that I interacted with were mostly with other international kids. So it was yeah. This, this is an experience Bob had as well. Yeah, it was practically third culture because it's sort of this like kids from all over the world who were sort of in this sort of like American, like you know the language is quite American, but the culture is sort of all over the place. It's it's uh, a it's very quite... European mix, yeah. You don't realise how weird it is. Well, I mean, you do realise how weird it is, but, like, you really don't realise how weird it is until you step out of that bubble and you're like, oh, my God, nobody nobody else is uh, is quite like this wacky uh, wacky ex- experience. But it's, it's awesome. I wouldn't change it for the world. Any do's and don'ts for living in Holland? Uh, out of experience? Definite. I've got definite do's and don'ts. Uh, don't, don't do sarcasm. Yeah, sarcasm does don't. not go over well. Sarcasm, especially if you're British, it does not fly in any other part of the world. I'm sorry, you've you've been led to believe that you have this great sense of humour, but nobody else gets it. Or we're just really witty, <laughs> and it goes over everyone else's head. I can see Esme looking at you over the top of your screen, going, "Hmm." My my uh, my, my my girlfriend just looked over and uttered a, a, a word I won't repeat on the podcast. <laughs> but it's true. Like, okay, maybe not everyone, but honest, like that dry, that really dry sense of humour just does not go down that well. That very deadpan humour just yeah. doesn't fly here. Um. So that's a first. Don't 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 try and be sarcastic. <laughs> um do uh do try your best to speak dutch even if they continue to speak english back to you yes try your best because you're never gonna and i always like used to get annoyed because people would like always constantly correct me and stuff like that like especially when i went to school a lot of people had that school mentality of like ah. Oh, it's got to be perfect sort of thing. But I generally think, you know, you, you, even if you speak a broken version of a language, right, you, the only way you're going to get better is if you keep trying. So agreed. don't, Let- don't listen to those negative nowadays. Keep going. Holland is a bit of a paradox, but <laughs> it is possibly something not many people know unless you've actually been here, is that literally 
every single person in Holland can speak English. Yes. And coming into Holland and desperately trying to speak a language that only one country actually speaks, they'll just stop speaking Dutch. Even today, I was booking an appointment for something today and I was on the phone and uh, I, I think I've, I didn't even get past, like, met, you know, my name. And, <laughs> and it already started speaking English to me. And I was like... They okay. have a really good ear for it and it's very frustrating. <laughs> Luckily, I have managed to to curb my English accent when I speak Dutch. And these days, people don't notice very often. But my parents, for example, find it really difficult because my mum is desperately trying to learn Dutch and no one will give her the opportunity to practice. <laughs> she yes, has so. to actually tell them, like a Dutch person, no, you need to speak Dutch with me. <laughs> that's, maybe maybe that's the deal. If that's the only phrase you learn, learn that one and then practice your Dutch to your heart's content. Yeah, definitely. Um, because, like, I, I don't know, yeah, I think it's, like, very much as a country, they, like, look outward and they really like to cater to people. It's a very, like, international country in, in, like, especially in Amsterdam. The Randstad, like, all the big cities are very, very friendly to people from all over around, all around the world. So, uh, yeah, no, it's a I, I, wonderful, wonderful place to come and visit. I think you're uh, very easily catered to here, no matter where you're from in the world. Agreed. Definitely. I've just mentioned Holland is a bit of, even the, the Netherlands in general is a huge paradox. Um, and I think a lot of people that have never actually been here, the first thing they think of is Amsterdam, the red light district, coffee shops. But it's very free in its, in its respect of people. Everyone has, you know, right of freedom of speech, almost to the extreme, to the point where you think, well, actually, you can't say that. And they go, no, it's their right. So it's, I always feel quite conflicted over here, but as the years go by, I'm getting more and more accustomed to it. So it's bothering me less. Yeah, definitely. And again, I guess it goes back to that directness of like people, people will speak their mind and they don't care if you are, um, if you like it or not. Really. And they also don't care if they don't know you from Adam. I feel really bad because I'm just there like, just, you know, like talking a load of smack about this, this wonderful country that I live in, but. But we're not. Yeah, maybe it maybe makes that's me, me love it all the more because it's funny. Yeah, I'm getting <laughs> into that mindset of you know, like what it's like to be a Dutch person. You know, speak your mind. Well, you're not in clogs yet, mate. So oh, I tell you what, I did. I did actually see a, a fella in clogs the other day, and I just thought, oh, that is uncomfortable. I have to say, that's like the one stereotype that I have actually seen. People yes. actually wear clogs here. Yeah, no, and it's bizarre. Like they're the least practical shoe you've ever seen, and they're uncomfortable. Mate, like, I, I just felt like just going, like, just talking to him, like, mate, just get a pair of vans, like, I'll just drop them <laughs> in the window for you. Slap them on, look how comfortable they are. <laughs> you can go skateboarding in these. <laughs> that was something I was going to ask you. Do you ever get homesick for things from the UK? Definitely, and and I've had, uh, I've had, uh, I, I've, I mean, tea is like one of the things that like I cannot go without. So. Tea is my non-negotiable. Like I would, is. I would genuinely ask people to smuggle it in under their t-shirt if it came to it. Might, might have to, given the uh, the current. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, the problem is, I mean, that's a real problem. Like Britain has such a tea culture that's so unique to. Well, I mean, it's not, it's not like that unique, but I mean. People just think it's so weird the way British people drink tea the world over. It's not like coffee. And I think that's the thing as well. Holland has quite a large tea culture. The Netherlands drink a lot of tea. They do. 
But when we say they drink a lot of tea, they don't drink the right kind of tea. <laughs> oh, exactly. And they definitely don't drink it with any milk or soy-based alternative. No. Which, you know, what are you doing? It's not so a cup good. of tea. Luckily, luckily, I can fulfil my tea habit here. I'm very much able to get my uh, fix, as it were. Um, but yeah, no, he, he even went to like uh, expat. I'm actually going tomorrow to the expat shop, so I'm very looking forward to uh, picking up some uh, craft ale and some uh, some fizzy drinks and all the things that are bad for me that I can't. See, get. I'm so glad you say this because I get homesick for the junk food in the UK, and that's it. <laughs> I don't miss anything else. It's just the junk food. <laughs> you know, here in Holland, they love their their deep fried bitter bollen and their kibbling and all of that kind of stuff but it's all savory yeah and, and i mean nothing beats a decent packet of monster munch or a bit of cadbury's chocolate they're not really a nation with a sweet tooth the dutch are they? they're not no. they're very they're into their cheese plates and cinnamon marzipan yeah yeah and their not... licorice is not sweet either yeah it's like anything that tastes like dirt <laughs> that's, a, that's a sweet Oh, my girlfriend's probably giving me evil. <laughs> You're going to get in the trouble. It's okay. It's okay. Just because we put like seven teaspoons of sugar in everything in the UK, you know, doesn't mean it's right. It just tastes nice. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, Amazing. I'm there are, I, I Believe it or not, I do enjoy some food from the Netherlands, apart from Stampot. That's the only, that, that's another don't. Don't eat Stampot. <laughs> no, not a fan. No, no, definitely not. I've I've had it. Uh, we had catering at a, uh, some jobs. Some when I was um, working in live events, so we had some catering once, and they brought out Stampot, and I was uh, I was not a happy man. Not a happy man. <laughs> so, to be honest, I'm 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 grateful. I'm grateful for uh, for any any food, but yeah, a roast, a roast dinner versus that. It's like night and day. <laughs> Nothing oh. beats a good Yorkshire pudding. Yeah, no, I mean, you should just call this totally underqualified to, like, bash the Dutch. <laughs> We're not bashing the Dutch. Oh, I, no, love I, the love, Dutch. I love the Dutch. I love, And I love living here. I think it's an absolutely wonderful... They're a country that can take a joke, so... Uh... Yeah, and they're very good at, you know, making fun of themselves as well. No, yeah, definitely. They definitely, definitely can put their hand up and own it, which I, I really themselves. appreciate. Yeah. They're not super easily offended. No. Just go, well, yeah, it's true. Like you speak the truth, so it's fine. Oh, yeah, you got a thick skin to live it. I mean, that that again. I hate to keep bringing it back, but that directness as well. You got to you got to take things with a pinch of salt a lot of the time. Yeah, customer service non-existent. All good. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, they've not not invented that yet. But Amsterdam, it's on little enclave. You you do semi find someone asking uh, how how are you doing over there. Yep. You might see learned to adapt. <laughs> Saw a smile once. That's impressive. Yeah. But I kind of like it though. They just let you get on with it. They go, why would I disturb your day? You're clearly shopping on your own. You don't want to talk to anybody. I'm not going to go over and ask you how your day was. I mean, I don't know you. <laughs> and I can, I totally appreciate that. They will be there if I need them. Yeah. Holland in a nutshell. No, great service, great public services. Like everything works here. That's the best thing. Like, oh yeah, you try and catch a trick. Like seriously, you don't realize how good it is here until you go to Britain and you try and catch like a northern train. You know, like what was it, a a, a Reva train, Wales or whatever. You 
you don't realize how good the NS is. I mean, the NS does mess up sometimes, granted, but like it works. Yeah, the phrase replacement <laughs> bus service doesn't actually exist. In the UK, you may as well just give up at that point. Just go home. George, thank you for sharing your experience. I know it's a weird one, especially when we're doing a bit of a disjointed episode, but we should have had you on way earlier. You made our jingle. It's fabulous. Loads of people really love it. Thank you so much for having me on. No, it's been a pleasure uh, writing writing a jingle for you guys. And yeah, I hope, I hope to be on again. Uh, if, if your audience don't mind me blathering on about a bit of nonsense, but yeah, it's more than a, like a pleasure to be on. So thank you. I'm sure people will want you to come back. I hope so. Yeah. No pressure, listeners, <laughs> no. but you want George to come back. You definitely do. Um, guys, we are going to be back after a very quick break, but hopefully Bob and David will be here. So I'm going to take a break and have a cup of tea. Sounds like a lot. Yeah, definitely. Okay, here we are today with David, who I went to school with. Introduce yourself. Yeah, hey, I'm David. I was born in South Africa, grew up in Uganda, moved to London, and now I'm living here in the lovely Netherlands. And how are you finding it so far? It's a bit of a mixed experience, to be honest. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've lived here for six years, and a lot has happened. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Okay, and why did you move here? What was the original reason? So originally coming out of high school, uh, I'd already, you know, applied to a bunch of universities in the US and the UK, you know, all the traditional places. Mm -hmm. And it was all so expensive, you know. So I got a suggestion by my mother to actually look here in the Netherlands, because tuition is about, what, 1900 euros per year for Mm -hmm. an EU citizen. And it was just the, the logical choice to get accepted to university in Amsterdam. So you also have EU citizenship. Well, yeah, I used to. <laughs> you used to. I'm half British. Oh, yeah. right. So yeah. God, I keep thinking. Thanks about to Irish. Brexit. <laughs> oh man, how's yeah. that been for you? Uh to be honest, it didn't really change much. Yeah. I just had to um, spend one day, travel to the the Gemeente, and then they gave me a new residence permit. Oh, okay. Well, that's easy. Yeah. Well, let's get into a little bit uh, of. Like, what was your first month in Holland like? Well, honestly, coming from Africa, it was a bit confusing. And mm-hmm. I was a bit afraid of how things worked here. You know, the public transport is a bit difficult to get used to. Uh, you're, of course, in a strange place. And I was just a bit shy about going about my my, my day-to-day business. Mm-hmm. So I would try to not speak to Dutch people. I would try to just do my own thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and how's but that? Then, how's that changed for you now? I guess. Well, I mean, of course, I've lived here six years now, so I know how everything works. I know mm-hmm. how Dutch people are. I know that everyone is super friendly, so I'm way more relaxed. And what was like the most difficult thing when you moved here about about living here? I guess. Mm. Well, the thing is that between moving here, I I lived in London for six months. So I kind of had a little taste of Europe before I arrived here. Mm-hmm. But still, I think the the most challenging 
aspects of living in this country versus living or growing up in Uganda is primarily that people are not as open and welcoming to strangers. Like in Uganda, you could go down the street, everyone would say hello or wave at you or have something to say, you know? Mm-hmm. And then coming here, they're just not as open, not as welcoming. They're a bit brutally honest, which mm. is a good thing, but also <laughs> a bit intimidating, you know? Yeah, no, I, I, I get you. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I, I, what, I've, what I have noticed about Dutch people, I mean, I am Dutch, obviously, but you know, I'm a bit yeah, of an but not, outsider. Not a true Dutch person. Yeah, not, not a true Dutch person. <laughs> Love me some bitter bolen, though. Um, <laughs> they, uh, uh, Dutch people are very, when, when you're doing the same activity as them, be it uh, walking the dog or, you know, sitting on a boat and you pass yeah. other people, then you everyone will say hi to you. I know, but... Have you noticed that? I have, I have. But it's only yeah. if you're doing the same activity as them. Or also otherwise on New Year's Eve, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. When everyone's gonna yeah. drunk. But then there's also some people that I've noticed that are very insulted when you don't speak Dutch to them, like the older generations. Really? It's kind of mean my dealing. Yeah. Yeah. Because oh. I, you know, I mean, here everyone kind of, almost everyone I know that is Dutch also just speaks English quite well. Yeah. I mean, most people here do, but there's these few people that you meet that are just a bit horrible with you if you don't speak Dutch to them. Hmm. It's a bit difficult to work with. That's sad to hear. Yeah. <laughs> do you find anything that's still relatively alien to you? I would say that even after living here for for six years, the weather is the one thing that I can't get over. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) I spent my childhood growing up with 24 to 35 degrees Celsius every single day. When it rains, it rain for five minutes and then be clear. But here you have weeks and weeks of nonstop just drizzling. Mm. And sometimes it can get a bit depressing to be honest <laughs> yeah that's i think that's one of the things i definitely miss about uganda also uh yeah. how you know this in uganda the sun sets at six o'clock and it rises at six o'clock ish yeah because it's yeah. right on the it's slap bang in the middle of the equator but i i do find it that um i do find that it's in the winter here you know it can get very yeah, uh very sad cold. and depressing yeah, <laughs> but then you know Something else that I find a bit alien is the bureaucracy and the way that the government works here, mm-hmm. in that everything is so brutally efficient and there's <laughs> no visible corruption at all. I'm sure that there's people out there who would love to argue with you on that point. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> I mean, our up our, our whole government like collapsed a couple like a month or two ago. Remember about the whole uh, yes, but that's the thing, thing is that they collapse and then this country still managed to keep on running. That's true. If you see the government collapse in Uganda or even worse in South Africa, <laughs> everything will come to a standstill. Nothing will work. Yeah, that's true. And the only thing that doesn't work here are the trains when it starts snowing. Yeah, or if there's some leaves on the trains, uh, on yeah, the train tracks. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I hope the people from work don't listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, what's uh, and what do what do you, okay? So we've done alien. What's something that makes you feel very at home? Well, if there's something that makes you feel very at home, to be honest, I actually feel at home pretty much all the time here. 
the only times where I don't really is like when I've said, you know, you have bad weather or you meet somebody that's a bit difficult with you or when I've had, so I've had a bunch of bad experiences with the, the government and receiving fines. Mm -hmm. And when you have those walls that you kind of knock into, then it comes a bit less homey. But otherwise, it's delightful living here. The standards of livings are just amazing, I would say. <laughs> no, I agree on that, to be fair. What's the best part about Hull? Yeah, I, I would honestly say that the best thing about living here is that you go through all of these weeks of rain, and then suddenly when it becomes sunny, and the way that everyone's mood is just lifted, and everyone is outside and having fun and just relaxing to enjoy the weather... I find that kind of communal feeling a bit lovely. <laughs> it is strange. It's quite nice. Yeah. Okay. Imagine uh, someone asks you that or tells you like they're about to move to Holland, right? What kind yeah. of tips would you give them about moving here? Either okay, for so, studying or for working? So it doesn't matter for whatever reason that you're moving here. If you come from Africa, do not buy your winter clothes in Africa. <laughs> Because winter clothes in Africa are not the same winter clothes as you get in Europe. I came here, fully expected that I was fine, and I froze my, my ass off, you know? Okay. That's yeah, a... so that's one thing. Yeah. <laughs> See, I didn't, I didn't have that experience because I, or I just had my winter clothes from here. Uh, yeah, I, I, I bought them in South Africa from K-Way, you know? Oh, my God. Wait, and that wasn't and that wasn't good, really? No, I was freezing. Oh wow. I had layers even and I was so froze. It just was not good at all. I mean it gets pretty cold in, in South Africa as well. You can. Yeah, but when you're living in Cape Town and you see yeah, people okay. wearing winter coats at eight degrees Celsius. Yeah, okay. Like fully decked out in scarves, gloves, hats, then <laughs> something different. Mm, okay. Yeah, did you did something... you enjoy the, the snow we had a couple months ago? For about 10 minutes. For about 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Snow is fun at first, but then it just gets so cold and wet. and <laughs> I don't have good balance to begin with, and I was just slipping everywhere. <laughs> but you would, in the end, you would you would recommend living here? Yes, yes. I would also say if you do intend on moving here, try all the Dutch food, even if you don't think you like it. Okay. Because I have to say that bitter barlen have become my life. <laughs> Do you still put them? How do you make them? I don't care. I'll fry them. I'll put them in the oven. As long as they're bitter and they go in my stomach. Amazing. So we've kind of worked our way down the list of questions that we had or that we made for you. Any, any don't tips for Holland? I would say that if somebody is speaking Dutch to you, don't not try to speak back to them in Dutch. Okay. If you get what I mean. Don't not try. Like, you should try to speak Dutch to them. Okay. Because if you don't, it's it's better to have tried and failed than to not try at all, because they do appreciate it if you do attempt to at least speak the language. Yes, I, I, I understand. But I've also noticed that something I think I'll bring in um, is when you are learning Dutch. Yeah. And, you know, Dutch people will notice when you don't speak Dutch fluently. Yeah, of course. So they'll instant, a lot of Dutch people will instantly just switch over to English because they want to be accommodating. Yeah, but from Tell working them. in 
Yeah, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, from working in the hospitality industry, which I've done for basically most of my tenure here in mm -hmm. the Netherlands, a lot of the people would get a bit frustrated when I was new and I was coming up to speak to them in English. Mm -hmm. But if I were to just try and say one or two words in Dutch, I'd get a completely different reaction. They yeah. would understand that, okay, at least you're trying, and then they would switch over to English for me. Yep. But if, if you don't initially try, then they do find it a bit insulting, which I completely understand. Mm -hmm. So I, yeah. I think if the roles were reversed, though, um, so because at that point, you're helping people, right, in, in mm -hmm. the place mm -hmm. you work at. But if the roles are reversed, where you're in a in a in a restaurant or in a bar or whatever, and you try to order in Dutch, and the waitress or the waiter uh, realizes you're struggling, they'll usually, in my experience, they'll usually switch over to English. Yeah, yeah, they but then, do. But they will. But when you tell if so, if you're trying to learn Dutch and you want to, you know, order your food in Dutch, just let them know that you're trying to learn Dutch and you're trying to practice it. Uh, and then they'll just switch over back to Dutch. Yeah. So yeah. don't don't feel uh, like you have to switch back to English if you really want to try learning Dutch more. Is there any anything you'd like to add? So one of the other things that I found a bit challenging about living or moving to this country was that the public transport is so much more complex than in Africa. You have all of these schedules, all of these different modes of transportation. You have buses, you have taxis, you have trains, you have trams, you have metros. I didn't even know what the difference was between a tram and a metro when I first came here. What is the difference between a tram and a metro? Apparently, they both run on rails, but one is outside and one is inside. <laughs> That's is, what I've understood. Wait, so one is outside and one is inside? What do you mean? Yeah, like the metros go underground, the trams stay outside. Oh. That's basically how I uh, simplified it for myself. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, if you're growing up in a country where the only modes of public transportation you have are matatus, which are these big minivans that a bunch of people will pile into, mm -hmm. or boda bodas, which are just <laughs> motorbikes where you'll ride on the back with maybe two or three other people. <laughs> yeah, I mean... I think it, that was honestly the biggest culture shock I had moving here. That there weren't any crazy motorcycles driving all over the roads. That the public transport was so much more complicated. Hmm. Yeah. Public transport can a be a bit daunting, I think. Yeah, yeah. But I, I remember the first year in Holland was difficult. You know, which bus to take, especially when you were going somewhere you didn't usually go. It was, it can get yeah. pretty daunting. Luckily, we've got some cool apps. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. What are these apps? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, there's there's 9292. That's a good one if you're thinking about living in Holland. 9292 covers all public transport. Well, David, I would like to thank you for coming on to Totally Underqualified and share your experience with living in Holland. No problem. Thanks for having me. I have one last question for you. Yeah, okay, okay. Do you feel qualified to live in Holland? Yes. Okay. And then we're going to have Maybe. to kick, then we have to kick you off the show. Okay. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, well... <laughs> Thank you so much for getting on with us. No problem. See you later. All right. That was my little bit. 
Now we're gonna go to either the ending part or Ollie's interview with George. Uh, we don't storyboard these, sorry, bye. back to the from those awesome conversations that we had yeah and where we were talking all about life in holland or in the netherlands either which way is there anything that uh stuck out for you of my conversation with Dave? i think listening to both of them i think we've all pretty much said very similar things about speaking dutch like if you can do it everyone speaks english but if you just persevere they end up you know, having a little bit of respect for you. And in general, I think everyone that comes here has moments where they're not that into it, but there are also other bits that actually really endear you to it. So, mm. but I was just, you know, me and you talk about it on occasion. Mm. For me, I think my biggest learning curve in the Netherlands was the freedom that I got growing up here. I think for anybody growing up in the Netherlands, it's really good because we cycle everywhere. Yeah. You know, if you can ride a bike and do it frequently enough to feel comfortable on it, you literally go everywhere on the bike. You mm -hmm. don't need to drive. So going out is not a problem. You become pretty well weathered like throughout. So yeah, Holland, opinionated, weird, and yet, probably one of the best places I will ever live. I think I think the one thing I kind of miss in Holland is the slight wildness. There's no real, uh, there's no real like wild country here. Oh, you mean like the countryside and things like that? Yeah, like you know, in in okay, so I mean, Uganda, South Africa. If I drove what two hours, I would be in uh, like basically wild area like no houses nothing built up just you know nature nature reach um here don't really have that all too much especially in the area where we live in no sure. there's a big housing crisis so there's yeah. not that huge amount of space <laughs> it's literally called you know the Ronstadt. uh george mentioned it it's the area between uh amsterdam rotterdam the hague and utrecht ish um but it's basically very built up there's there's like a groene heart the green heart uh, which is kind of in the middle of that, but other than that, it's very, very hard to, you know, find something that's not been man-made in a certain way, you know, or it's or it's farmland, or it's or it's houses, villages, towns, cities. I mean, let's be honest, the entire country is man-made, so that's like true. they've literally reclaimed <laughs> all of it from the sea. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's a densely populated country. The only added benefit of that is it's so small, you can pretty much go to anywhere in the country within the space of two to three hours yeah. by train. Uh, that's true. And everything is just close by, especially like the area that we kind of grew up in, Leiden. It's, uh, you know, it's a ha it's 15 minutes away from The Hague. It's it's half an hour away from Rotterdam. Uh, it's about 40 minutes away from Utrecht and Amsterdam. You know, it, I, honestly, I would just recommend Leiden to everyone because it's yes, amazing. Yes, everything is like 40 <laughs> minutes away and it's brilliant. Yeah. The only other piece of advice I would have is if you do live in Holland, make sure that if you don't, you learn how to swim. Oh, yeah. Oh, and, and learn, if you don't know how to bike, 
learn how to bike. Biking and swimming are your two main things because you've got a mode of transport and literally everything has water involved with it. So, you know, a tumble into the canal is not necessarily awful, but it's definitely worth being able to know what to do. And the Dutch know how to party. I'm sorry, they do. <laughs> yeah. They really know how to host a party. Um, and in the summer, in circle. <laughs> okay, maybe not the birthday circle of doom, um, but if you go to a proper festival, you go to a club, you go, you know, whatever it is, um, it's a good time mm-hmm. and everyone is there to have a good time. So, you know, it doesn't ever disappoint me necessarily. No. And the minute the sun shines, <sighs> the entire country come out to enjoy it. Yeah, it's... There are miserable people until the sun shines. <laughs> it's true, though. Like, I mean, I think it's a bit, it's become a bit of a, uh, what we used to have. I don't really know if we still have it because of different, you know, how, how uh, society is coming along. Uh, but we used to have Rokjesdag. Yeah, we still have Rokjesdag, which is actually called Skirts Day. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's Skirts Day because it's it's nice weather and, you know, everyone who can wear a skirt wears skirts um, because... Yeah, but I think because it's the time to get your legs out and yeah, exactly. to enjoy but the sunshine, and it's I... warm enough to do it. Yeah, but I figured it might. I don't know. It has. It has does it not? Has it not changed or something? Like, I mean, I think sure... it's still dubbed Rokisdach, mm. but it's not necessarily as emphasized as it used to be. If that makes yeah. sense, correct? Um, I would, if you are thinking about visiting Holland, though, I would definitely recommend coming in the summer. The country's just on a whole happier level. Agreed. I, I'm so with you on that. If anybody gets the opportunity to come to the Netherlands, no matter which part of it you go to, come when it's warm. Mm-hmm. Get yourself on a canal boat and sit on a terrace, enjoy Heineken. Don't even, don't. E- I mean, you can obviously do that, but also just buy a beer in the supermarket and go sit in a park. Yeah. It's just super gezellig, which is like that one thing that I still needed to get into this episode. Gezelligheid. <laughs> if I think, had we not gone that in, I no. would have probably been kicking myself. I just realized we hadn't talked about gezellig. <laughs> okay, so for any of our listeners um, who have no idea what we're talking about, in Dutch, you have a word, and that word is gezellig. G-E-Z-E-L-L-I-G. And there's no English translation for it. The closest one I can think of is cozy. It's yeah, but this is the thing. I've had this conversation with many yeah. people. No, no, no. I know exactly what. Like, so say you're at a festival, right, and you're having a good time, and you've maybe made some new friends, and you're all just kind of like having sitting on a field, having a beer together. That's gezellig. I would not call that cozy in English. No, because cozy, you kind of more put towards like winter, and you know it's cold outside, and you're kind of yeah. Gezellig is. A word that can describe the atmosphere of anything you do or anywhere you go. But it can also describe a building. Exactly. <laughs> so, again, it's it's a feeling and it's a sense of fun and enjoyment and feeling relaxed and feeling comfortable. And, you know, you go for a night out and someone asks you how it was. It was gezellig. If yep. you go to a really nice sort of um, rustic cottage, that's gezellig. If you go you know, to the park on a Saturday afternoon or go for a walk. It was gezellig. And yeah. the company you keep is gezellig. And the people make things gezellig. So yeah. it's just this wonderful, all-encompassing word that no one seems to be able to translate. Yeah, exactly. 
I think uh, that's a good place to end as well. I think our episode's been very gezellig. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think we always have a very gezellig time. Yeah. <laughs> our, time, our time together is gezellig, which is probably a more correct way of saying that. Yeah, that works. Grammatically. Either way, that was totally underqualified episode seven. Seven. Episode seven. Yeah, you have to say, you wanted to say it. <laughs> it's uh, all right. I did it in the beginning. <laughs> to To live in Holland. Um, I think as much as we want to believe it, we're all sort of qualified to live here because I think we all kind of know what we do, what we're doing. But I think we still want us to touch base on it. Break it down, figure it out. We'll see you guys next week. Remember to follow us on Instagram, which I know has been a bit quiet lately. We'll try and uh, up the ante on that and get it a bit more active. Get it a little bit more gezellig. <laughs> yes, let's do that. And obviously, if you have anything you'd like to send us or any comments you'd like to make, you can also email us at totallyunderqualified at gmail.com. Have a good week, everyone. And good morning, good afternoon. Good evening and good night. <laughs> <laughs>